Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Welcome to today's episode. This podcast is a conversation with one of my very good friends, Rachel. Rachel and I have been friends for over 20 years now, which sounds wild to say out loud. When I say that, I think, oh, that must mean we met when we were like three. No, no, no. We met when we were 15 in grade 10. So Rach and I have been through a lot together over the last 20 years. She has two little girls. She's married. You'll hear a little bit about how she met her husband during our episode today as well. But she's one of those friends that I think gives really sound advice. And she's someone who I can always turn to and know that she's going to be level-headed and caring, but she's also not going to mince her words. So when I had the idea drop in to record podcast episodes offering advice, I knew that I wanted to reach out to Rach and have her on as a guest. So I'm hoping you'll enjoy our episode today. We're titling this episode, Our Two Cents, and it's really about offering and acknowledging that yes, this is unqualified advice, but it is solicited. So we are going over um, submissions from listeners and people on Instagram who want us to discuss certain topics, whether it's a very specific question or more of a generalized kind of life circumstance. We have invited people to place submissions and then we, we are going to talk about them as if we're in a room with you and we're just having a friendly chat. So we recognize it's not necessarily qualified, but it is solicited and we're hoping that it provides some food for thought for you. And I just, like I know myself, sometimes there are things that you want to talk about, but you might not necessarily have the people in your life to go to. So we're trying to create this space where you can bring forward a topic, a question, Um, a circumstance that perhaps you might not be comfortable disclosing to the people in your life and know that we're going to handle it as delicately as possible and just provide that girlfriend kind of chat on whatever it is that is submitted. So Rachel and I answer a variety of questions during this episode. There are things in here like what to do if you desperately want to have another child, but the person you've had children with isn't necessarily a very good partner but your biological clock is ticking away we talk about how you can handle feeling rejected when someone says they don't have time for you but moves on quickly to be with someone else we speak about what to do if your partner comes to you and has a bit of a wild 
request. There's a lot in this episode and hopefully it's going to be helpful for those of you who are listening. If you enjoy this style of advice episode, let me know. You can always slide into my DMs or you can let me know by sharing this episode on Instagram. You can tag me at Kylie Camps. That always means the world to me. And without further ado, let's get into my episode with my dear friend, Rach. Rach, thank you for taking time out of your day to do this with me. It's only taken like, I don't know, a few years of convincing you. I know. I feel like it's been something that's been in the back of my mind to do to like to have these kind of open conversations and, you know, we're taking in all of these girlfriends, I guess, in a way um, to talk through collective sisterhood. Yes. um, These are, I guess, these are the kind of questions that would be brought up, you know, when you're going for a coffee or you need a margarita depending on the time of the day. So totally, it's going to be that kind of sisterhood vibe that you can't maybe bring up with your close and intimate friends. So yeah, we're going to take you all in. Tackle it. I keep going to say it's unsolicited advice, but it's not because people have submitted these, you know, some of them are questions. Some of them, I guess they just comments on situations but people have submitted a variety of different life situations and have willingly said yes please go ahead and discuss on the podcast so to make it very clear it is solicited but it is not qualified advice Rachel and I are simply just going to I mean for lack of a better description shoot the shit absolutely on on this like on all of these topics really exactly we just want to, I guess, I feel like that it's going to come through as a way that things that you can't bring up with your friends. So it's unsolicited. We're listening. We hear you. And we just want to kind of unpack it with you because that's sometimes yeah. I think the only validation you need that, that someone else on the other end of the world is listening and they get it. Completely. And so we're just going to go very candidly through this document because when I put it out there, Rach, to social media and asked people to submit things, I have been inundated with so many different varieties of questions. And so I've got like a handful of guests who are going to join me for these episodes. And when you and I um, were planning ours, I thought, oh, I'll go through and see which ones Rach and I could easily speak to just in that girlfriend way. Because for those Uh, people who don't know and how would they know but you and I have been friends since high school so Mm -hmm. we we are real life girlfriends and we're going to be your online girlfriend as we go through these questions absolutely all right shall we fire let's okay like I think sometimes it's just easier to kind of just get them out and then usually the first answer is the most honest one and so that's I think how we're going to play it okay Thoughts on couples who have just grown out of love almost, but also nothing is wrong with the marriage. So why split? Question mark. This might be wild to say. And a common opinion. <laughs> yes, it's it's kind of an opinion, but I kind of feel like this would be the best time to leave a relationship. I know that Ooh. sounds wild to say, but that's if, not what I expected from you. Okay. I mean, if both of you sit down, obviously there needs to be a conversation, like the first part of a conversation to say, hey, is this kind of where we're angling? Are we angling to work together and move forward? Or are we angling to kind of separate and sever? 
I feel like now would be the best time to kind of do it because you don't hate each other. You don't, um, it's kind of the most amicable, amicable it Before could be. Before it gets bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, that saying in business, you should leave a job before you hate it. And that's like, what I like of, when you have kids at a play date and you're like, let's go on a happy note. Yeah. <laughs> everyone go everyone now. Is, when everyone is like, when the chips are up, that's kind of when you, you cash in. I feel like this could be the best time if that's both what you want. If you both are wanting to see what else is out there or to see what could be, what could happen if you decided to go your own separate ways. I think you said it once um, that a relationship, a successful relationship isn't based on its longevity. I mean, you can have a successful relationship in three months versus a unsuccessful one after 10 years. So maybe it is, maybe if that's something that you're both working towards in parting ways, now would be the time to do it because I certainly if kids are involved, I'm not sure if the question, if that relates, has kids or any talks to that, now would be the time because you don't hate each other. You could probably um, reason with with each other in a way that's constructive and amicable, easy. That now would be the time if it would, if that's what you wanted. Yes. And that's one of the things, I guess, with these questions, we don't always have a lot of context. We don't know if children are involved and there's not really a tone either way is there with this one, because it's not like I want to separate or I want to stay in my marriage. It's more like a general kind of thing, like thoughts on couples who have just grown out of love, love almost, but also nothing is wrong with the marriage. So why split? Well, I guess that's kind of a bit of an oxymoron in a way, isn't it? Because it says nothing is wrong with the marriage. But I would say if you feel like you've grown out of love, that's Rachel's like raising her hands like, yes, that's right. If you've grown out of love to me, that is like a a flaw in the plan there in saying that nothing is wrong with the marriage. But we all have a right, I guess, to define what a successful marriage is for us. And for some people, a successful marriage is companionship and co-parenting and stability whereas for other people and I'll put my hand up and say me and I'm gonna dob you in and say you as well I know for you like feeling in love is part of a successful relationship for, for both of us um so I guess I can empathize with both angles here because if you have kids going through a divorce it is just so hard like not not for everyone, but for a lot of people going through a separation with children is incredibly painful and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But then what's on the other side of that is like, well, yeah, if you're not feeling in love with your partner and you don't don't feel like you can go on a journey together to discover and reconnect the love, then yeah, life is too short to be in a loveless relationship. Exactly. And then if you're if you're speaking with your girlfriends and your girlfriend says, oh, you know, I'm just not feeling it, I, you know, what if this person was someone that, that your girlfriend was dating? You would say, end it now because it's not serious. It doesn't mean that just because you're married, it's not, you you, you have to stay in a, in a situation that you, you don't want to be in. If I kind of get the, I, I kind of read the question is, 
like you said, there's already an issue. There's already, you're already questioning and doubting the, the, the relationship you're in. And I think that speaks volumes to even ask the question. I feel like if you, just because you're married doesn't mean you can't leave. I think it's brave to leave. Um, and if you wouldn't want this kind of relationship to, for your girlfriends to stay in, why would you stay in it? You're not going to, if you're not liking a movie halfway through, you're not going to sit and watch, spend another two hours on it. You're going to change the channel, do something different. A relationship kind of needs to be in my position. Just because you've started down the path doesn't mean you need to continue down it just because nothing else is wrong. I guess it just depends what you value the most, but also, I mean, you've been in a long-term relationship, you're married, you know, and you've got young children as well. There are times in long-term relationships where you do feel disconnected, but I guess the question is, if you feel like you have fallen out of love, is there the inclination to want to reconnect, pursue it? What have you done? What can you do before calling it quits? Exactly. You know, I, I think for a lot of us, in particular women, right, it's like, it's like we have to know we tried everything. Otherwise, we'll beat ourselves up relentlessly for the rest of our lives. I know that's how I felt like I had to try everything, throw everything at it before I could really walk away feeling like, okay, that's the right thing. Exactly. And then, you know, if it's, if it's, sometimes it is a seasonal thing, you know, I've been married for six years, been together for 12 can I honestly say that every single day has like lit me up? No. Of course not. Yes, but I know that in a big fight or a big argument or the season we're in, I know that summer's around the corner. I know that it's going to get easier. And I want, I already know that even in hard times, I want to work towards a better situation or a better season or a better um, a way of dealing with an argument or whatever it may be. I think if two people want to work at it, then you both need to commit fully. You need to jump in and do the work, work together and both be on the same path to exactly what you want. But if the question relates to should I leave, should I stay, I feel like you've kind of already put that out into the universe to say, well, what's there's nothing really wrong with it. Well, there obviously is. So I kind of feel like maybe. Well, yeah, because if there was nothing really wrong, you're not asking the question. Exactly. I know for me, I would never, I I don't want to ask the question because my goal is You're choosing your, yeah, you're choosing your partner over and over. I'm choosing to stay in the relationship. I'm choosing to um, build and progression. I, that's what I, that's my path that I want to stay on. Yeah. I feel like if you wanted to, see what else is out there. If you, if that's what you both want, if you both don't want to continue this, now's the time to, to uh, exit stage right. I love that. And let's just digress for a second on choosing partners. For those listening, how did you meet your lovely husband? Well, and who do you have to thank for your lovely children? I honestly think in your past life you were a matchmaker completely I I actually met my husband through Kylie and I have to thank I think you might even even maybe you did get a 
thank you in the wedding speech, I think. I got a thank you in the wedding speech, not at the engagement a- speech, though. <laughs> yes. Um, he got words spoken to him about that. Yeah, he, he knew he'd made an error. <laughs> yeah. It's Kylie is the one that's kind of brought us all together and completely sold my husband to me because of the goofy attitude and the, yeah, he's just... I'll- there was no selling. I definitely introduced you two to one another, but it was like star-crossed lovers from that very first messy night in the Oof. valley when Oof. you and I were out in a girls' night and I was like, hey, do you mind if a guy that I work with comes along? And I naturally, in those days, there was no Instagram. It was just Facebook, so you could only rely on people's um, privacy. Oh, my gosh, I forgot about his profile picture. <laughs> that's that's what sold him. He's... Um, I'll try to send you a photo of it, but there's a photo. And I can put on stories. Yeah, it's there's a photo of him wearing this very goofy hat, and honestly, that was it. That's how I had a chin strap. It was like a (laughs) legion hat with a chin strap, and I think he took it in cans. Maybe I could be wrong. It's that's what sold. Like that's what not sold. I don't know why I keep saying that, but I think I mean I just sealed the deal. Opened opened my eyes to it, and I think he just. He was like a breath of fresh air at that time in my life and I think I needed someone that wasn't taking themselves so seriously and I can assure you I, that's what I got. I 100% got that. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful love story. All right, well, we'll jump back into it. This one's kind of in a similar vein, Rach, but it says, when do you know it's time to end a relationship? How long should you hold on to a relationship and keep hoping things will be different or be better before deciding they won't ever be. So I guess that's like when to end a relationship and kind of what's the time frame. I think as someone that has a quite a bad temper, I know even in fights, even in disagreements or difference of opinions, I think our fights are two people trying to give to get their message across in a in me first, then I'll listen to you kind of a way. Yeah, at no point in any of our fights is there name calling, is there um, belittling, is there trash talking. And I think that is a big red flag in my opinion of if your fights aren't constructive and your fights aren't, your disagreements aren't just trying to get your message across or explain the importance of why you feel the way you do. I think the moment... um, resentment and snide comments, passive aggressive attitudes, the moment that kind of starts creeping into a fight or really snaky kind of comments, I think to me that is like a, that's a, I think a warning that potentially your, your arguments and your disagreements aren't really constructive and they're not, they're not benefiting the situation. They're not trying to make a situation better or have two people's opinions heard on a topic I think it's just kind of that that's a big one I think when fighting starts to get nasty I think that is a big red flag in my opinion yeah and what I'm hearing from you there as well and correct me if I'm wrong is if you're just stuck in the same zone and you're not progressing because we're all going to have disagreements we're all going to have times when it's like you know what this person is painful, (laughs) like they're bothering me. We're all going to have those moments. 
But yeah, if you keep, I guess, butting your head against the same brick wall and you're not making any progress, that could be an indicator that perhaps that relationship has reached um, its potential and it's no longer able to grow any further. Growth, grow is such a, um, a word I want to highlight because if you're not, if you're having the same fights, and I know that couples do that, I know that there's big stresses in everyone's life. And, and I, I do think a lot of fights have a similar theme, you know, maybe it's money, maybe it's the mental load, and you're not feeling that it's an even distribution of tasks. They're probably the, I would say, in my marriage, the biggest fights we have. But for the person on the other end of the line to not even take in what you're saying and just to say, well, yeah, but I did this and that nitpicking, that um, tit for tat, tit for tat and the tally keeping, um, that's kind of, those are to me, that's not progressive. That's not, that's not going to fix the situation. That's not going to go anywhere and that's not going to change your, uh, the next fight from happening. I think if you're not both hearing each other's point of view I mean, you're never going to agree on everything. I don't know a single marriage on this planet that you agree on everything or partnership even. It doesn't have to be marriage. It You're never going to agree and you're always going to have a difference of opinions. But if you're not even listening to the other person's point of view, I think that's also kind of their way of saying, I just want to get out what I, want, what I have to say and I'm not really taking on what you're going to say. And you're going to just hit a brick wall and you're not going to go any further you can't get past that because they're not going to take on anything you have to say how it makes you feel uh, validate you I think those are signs that potentially maybe even you need to reach out to an outsource this kind of thing you know when it's starting to get nasty no not each person is getting an opportunity to speak Um, I think those are, especially in the realm of fights, I don't think that is healthy. I don't think that is constructive. I think that's when it starts to fester. And then the next fight you have, you bring up all of that other stuff from the one previous. And so you're not even dealing with that. Yeah, it snowballs. And I think those are fighting wise when you're not taking on the other person. That's, I think that's kind of a red flag. Yeah, I think there's, there's so many layers to this question there are so many answers to that question when do you know it's time to end a relationship like I think first and foremost up top you and I probably forget to acknowledge this sometimes I think because we're both pretty um fortunate in the relationships we've we've been in I don't know if fortunate is the right word but for some people they are in relationships that are actually properly abusive and it's like if you are being physically harmed if you are being emotionally abused if there is coercive control that exists within your relationship threats um, someone surveilling you isolating you minimizing you those are like the absolutely this relationship is not sustainable and you need to get out and I just I just thought I wanted to stress that because my initial response for a lot of the a lot a lot of relationship stuff is can you work through it but there are things that you just can't work through and nor should you have to it is not your responsibility to fix someone else who is abusing you in a relationship so that's like a very clear yes that's when to leave and how soon to do it as soon as it is safe to do it and as soon as you have a plan to do it and I'll put some notes Uh, some resources, excuse me, in the show notes. 
And then I guess in more general terms, when is it time to leave? Like this is the question, Rach, that I get in my DMs all the time. Because like how do you know? I mean I think like because people are like, oh, she's been through a divorce, she has an answer on when to go, which like one, there's a lot of assumptions there that it was my choice, which isn't like like people just make assumptions, but there are so many layers to relationships. And I think like when I've interviewed experts on the topic in the past, they've all given such different responses on when it's time to go from, um, you know, it's time to go if things never change. Like if you think to yourself, okay, if this base level stays the same for the next five years, could you be happy with that? And if the answer is no, then get out. And then other experts who will say any sort of growth is progress keep progressing, keep moving forward. Some people will say, you will just wake up one day and you will know, like you'll know in your heart of hearts that it's time to go. But I don't know if that's true. As someone who has gone through a divorce, I think that there are times when it's three steps forward in one direction and then one step back in the other. And you're always like, oh my gosh, have I done the right thing? There's no linear answer on when to end a relationship. I think for satisfaction and peace of mind, it's nice to know that you've tried, like know that you've gone to counselling, know that you've taken responsibility for your part in the relationship, own all of that before hitting eject um, because sometimes it's tempting to go, oh, I just want to eject this situation, but then you eject it and you're like, oh, holy shit, I'm still the same person outside of this container. Maybe it wasn't the other person. Exactly. I think... I don't think anyone who, unless they've been in your relationship, can say, you know what, give it six months and then and then time to time to exit. But yeah, no, no perfect timeline. You can't, um, you can't know. You can't know. And I think, I think those three answers, they're probably all correct in a way. I mean, it, certainly if you're in an abusive or disruptive or toxic relationship, yes, you should have left yesterday and leave and get get out get support, reach out to your friends, family, anyone that can to help you get out. But if you are taking four steps forward and three back, yes, that's still one step further in front of where you need to be. I think it's got to be two people coming together and saying, I really, this is, this means a lot to me. This relationship is important. I value you. I, I respect our relationship. I'm glad I'm in this relationship. I want to work together. I want to grow together. I want unity for all of us. We need to get on the same page. I think there needs to be like an element of we're both in this together. We're both in the trenches. We're both stressed about money. We're both stressed about our jobs. We're both stressed about, you know, the caregiving. If you're, you've got young bubs, like you've, you've got to, it's a team effort and it can't be my problems are more important than yours. They're our problems. They're our, it, it you know, you, you marry into someone that's got debt, it becomes your debt. It becomes your partnerships. Um, and, and a different relationship just has different problems. Exactly. And I think it's like you say, I think you'd kick yourself if you didn't put in the work in a way of have I have we reached out to our psychologist or someone, a therapist, to get their take on this situation Um do I have a support network around me that can listen to, you know, a girlfriend situation that can listen and help me out and 
just shoot the shit with about this kind of stuff. I think you need to do all of it first to know, I guess, how do Whether I word it's it? time. Yeah, you've got to, yeah. You've got to do the you've you got to, to know that you'll be at peace with it. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think like, you know, I'm the first person to say breakups are hard. I wouldn't wish them on anyone. Family breakups are so hard, et cetera, et cetera. But then on the other side of that, Rach, like life is so short and whilst everything I went through was so hard, it was clearly the right thing. Like, you know, I fast forward a few years later and being in a different relationship and I'm like, oh, this is how it's meant to feel. Shared values, fun, laughter, not like I'm walking on eggshells. So I think getting clear on your values as well is important because if you and your current partner have fundamentally different values, that can be really hard to change. Like we can change our behaviors and our considerations and we can learn to communicate more effectively. But if you just have polar values in life, like if one person really values fun and generosity and the other person really values um, I don't know, like perfectionism and responsibility, you're probably always going to be pulling in different directions. Exactly. So maybe defining values for yourself, being curious about your partner's values and also giving yourself a bit of time to just wonder and be curious about what is like the highest version that you can dream of a relationship for yourself and how far is your current relationship from that? You know, like if it's just, yeah, maybe you're going through a, you know, how we all have peaks and troughs. Maybe you're going through a trough and you've got young children and it's hard to connect, but maybe it's been a year since you've laughed together. Exactly. You know, maybe you look at your partner and you can feel that they don't actually know who you are and they're not interested. And that could be enough to, for you to go, okay, I've satisfied my curiosity. It's time to go. I like the idea of um, sort of, envisioning I guess your dream situation and then kind of putting a kind of a timeline in place and seeing is this close to what I want is this close are we close to and we just need to kind of work on it come in together and collaborate yeah or is it miles apart or is this am I literally living with a stranger I think that's a very good way to look at it if you can imagine the perfect situation are you close are you miles apart or is this something that maybe you both just need to work together to get there? Love that. Sticking with the relationship theme, here is another one. I'm 37 years old and I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. I've separated from my ex-partner for a year now and I have almost 100% custody. My ex wants to get back together and even though I don't really because we are different people and he was very un- he was a very unsupportive partner. I haven't had time to date at all and I have always always wanted a third baby. What do I do? Oof. Ooh. I it's Don't hard. have a third baby with someone that you've separated from because they weren't a good partner. <laughs> Don't do it. You, my, you still have initial, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Give yourself more time. Of course you haven't had time thought, to date. My initial thought is, oh, sis, no. Don't. No. Don't. Um, 
No, don't. And the reason I say no is because you've you've highlighted they're not a supportive partner. I think you have a hundred percent custody, nearly as it is, of your two year old and four year old. Do you want to have almost one hundred percent custody of three children under four and a half, under five? I don't think. I think uh, children put a microscope over your relationship as it is. I think. I think putting putting just it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to reason because there and the reason I say that is my my number was two I never wanted three I my number was I was very firm on two that's it that's what I want I want two and you were like two girls two girls <laughs> this, yep. this, this age it. gap apart nailed it um, <laughs> these are their names this is how it's happening <laughs> I was I was so sure of that, so I I can't I can't speak to that yearning speak to that yes. yearning of wanting a third. So, and I apologise if I'm coming across as brash because I just I, I'm I'm ignorant to it. I'm ignorant to how that feels. But, but this, Rach, you desperately wanted your second. Like I, I remember sitting by my pool with you when you were like, oh, I, I just I need, need that second. Yeah, I do. So I guess yeah, maybe to it, maybe to a certain degree, I do, but. I knew, I knew even in a stable relationship, two's hard, two's, one's hard. It's hard, sis. I would not be, I certainly would not be bringing back in old baggage, old guy, old vibes um, for a child, but that's me um, purely because I need, I feel like families need that dynamic, that supportive network, even if it's not in a husband or a partner, um, it's, they need that community and they need that, I guess they need a happy Network. household. They need the love. They need the feeling. I think to bring a partner back in just because you want a third, I think, I don't know. No bueno. Well, look, I mean, this question also includes the the fact of being 37 years old. So the fact that that's included is obviously a big factor for this person who's shared this with us. And I want to thank this person for sharing and giving us more context I can understand the yearning for another baby and I can understand the biological reality of being 37 and knowing. Like it's very different to being 27 because we are all told it is all shoved in our face and it is science that our eggs start jumping off a cliff after the age of 35 years old and it is so unfortunate in terms of like that's just the reality that so many of us are facing that we get to our mid thirties, our late thirties. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I am only ready now, or maybe I'm not even ready now. But anyway, with this question, that's a factor. And I guess going, you know what, I've got two kids. I really want a third. And at least then they'd all be related. So I can understand that. And I can understand you going, I haven't had time to date, so is this like better the devil I know? Mm. That's mm-hmm. one. And I, I get that way of thinking, particularly if the yearning is big. But I would just encourage this person who submitted this to really think about it because so much can change in 12 months. Yes, you've not had time to date right now because you have nearly 100% custody with a two-year-old and a four-year-old. If you go ahead and have a third child, you're – availability to date is going to decrease. And I don't know whether your intention is to reconcile with your ex and get back together for the relationship 
or whether it's just perhaps to have a third child together. But the fact that you have said, my ex wants to get back together, but I don't really want to, like that needs to hold a lot of credence because, you know, the quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. And yes, I understand you're 37, but as someone who has been in a relationship that's very new, I just know that a lot can change. You might meet your person tomorrow and within six to nine months, you might know this is the person I'm meant to have another child with. And then you have this wonderful life where they're an amazing step parent and you have this blended family, which may be better for your kids than having an absentee father who doesn't have custody of them currently. I think you're right. You just, I think your opinions in your life, your timeline has to be fluid where you are now you know, might have looked very different 12 months ago and the same 12 months from now. You, exactly. You could meet your guy tomorrow and you've, if you're closing that door in a way to a new possibility or a new partnership and blended families, I think I, I've, I see, I follow so many people on Instagram that I watch that they've broken up and then they've created a new family together and and it's like it looks so amazing and they're so happy and you can see the the color in their face and the just everything about them speaks god I'm glad I got out when I did and I'm god I'm god I'm grateful for the life I have now 12 months ago if you had said that this would have been on the agenda for me or on the cards for me I wouldn't have believed you I just I think totally I mean you, I mean, you know my situation back to front. Like, you know it so well. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, nine months ago, I would never, I wouldn't have considered a third child. I wouldn't have considered getting married again. I wouldn't have considered living with a partner so quickly. But a lot can change when you just meet someone and it clicks. The other thing is, if this person feels very strongly about a third child, just sit with the reality of it. And if the reality of it feels doable for you, if you are like, you know what, I'm 37, I desperately want another child and I will manage. I will manage having a five-year-old, a three-year-old and a newborn and I can do it on my own, then that's your choice. Like that could be your path to walk. But I wouldn't encourage you to walk that path thinking that it's going to be any different with your ex just know just you know like the like dr phil always says the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior 100 percent. and a tiger can't change their stripes i think you know what you've got into you know what you know why it ended and that you have to believe why you left in the first place i mean i think it's brave for any woman to anyone any male female anyone to leave a relationship when there's children involved that's so brave that takes a whole other level of of jumping in with the unknown so sis you're already brave enough to have 
got yourself yes, out of you've that come, situation. Yes, you've come far, yeah. Like you've got that far. Uh, to me, I wouldn't go back. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just for that. You don't know what your life, you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know what next month brings. And, you know, I can also appreciate, you know, that maybe you want children quickly, you want to shorten the age gap. I totally respect that. But then are you just doing it just because you want that age gap or you want that third child, but you don't know that maybe there is a third child waiting for you. Maybe there is a better situation and a partner that's going to be hands-on, gets up all through the night and you won't even know that you have a newborn. You know, you just don't know what the future holds and I just don't think, I think going back is, I mean, does it, does it really work? You hear more stories about people that go back and it, they realise it wasn't it. Then you hear people going back and it's completely done a 180 and everything. Yeah, yes, and they that's are. so true. Oh, for our third child, everything was different. It was amazing. So right. yeah. It was so easy. Okay. How to let go and move on when you see your ex with a new girlfriend, but he said he was too busy to have a girlfriend, also known as being with you. Sis. Oh, it hurts. Just. Look, I think sometimes people will say to us, I don't have time in my life for a partner right now because they believe it's the kind of thing to pick apart your personality. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. that's where my head just went to. I I don't know personally if I believe in right person, wrong time, because I think if it's the right person, you'll make the timing work. So my head just went to, oh, this girl has been given this line of I don't have time for a girlfriend. And that person, whether he believed it or she believed it to be true at the moment, that's a possibility. Or it could have been like, you know what, I just don't see this going anywhere it's kinder to give her this line. I'm getting that vibe. It's like a it's like a modern day ghosting, isn't it? Because if I if I say, oh, I just, you know, work's crazy. <laughs> it's so busy at the moment. I just can't You're great, but I just don't love have you. time. So lovely. Um, but I just don't want to make the time for you. I I agree fully. I don't think there's I don't believe that there's a right guy wrong time situation it the the path you're on is the path you're meant to be on I think it's probably crushing I I know what a breakup feels like and it it hurts in your bones when someone says you know what it's not you it's me I don't have time for this but then you see them with someone else and you're like (laughs) oh you do have time and, and it hurts your ego. Yeah, it 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 burns, and I I can hear in the I can hear in the the way that is worded that it's crushing. And I sis, oh, I want to take you for a margarita. <laughs> yeah, let me know if you're in Brisbane. Hit me up. Um, I I'm so sorry that that's happening, but I think you're right. I think the right guy he will move heaven and earth for it to happen. And maybe this, I, I think they're either, what's that saying? They're either a blessing or a lesson. I think this one, as painful as it is, um, not to take away from that, I think this one is a lesson. Perhaps he's brought up, he, perhaps he's challenged you in a way or made you think differently or 
he's a different type of guy that you've gone for, he's the exact same guy that you've got, always gone for, maybe there's a lesson in it. I know you're not going to see it now and I'm, I want to give you a virtual hug to say just feel sad right now because it hurts so bad but just you've got to, you've got to eventually make peace with it. That person that he's with, maybe that's the person for him. Maybe the situation that w- the relationship we had wasn't going to work. If he's not making the time for you, if he's not putting in the like the hard yards, I think that speaks volumes about his priorities. And maybe he'll do the exact same thing to her. We just don't know what, we don't know. But it, it just sucks. Like, because I guess at the core of that, it's rejection, right? It's I'm not choosing you. And we all want to feel chosen. 100%. Even, even if we're not choosing that person, we want to know that we were chosen by them. <laughs> so it hurts your ego to be like, oh, I've been rejected. And you're probably. And then two seconds later, there's a new chick. And totally. And you're probably running through your mind getting caught up on comparing yourself you know is she smarter is she a better conversationalist is she prettier like how is she better than me and why did he choose her but you've got to stop like you have to stop going down that rabbit hole because the fact remains he hasn't chosen you and I know that hurts as someone who has not been chosen you and I have both been not chosen at different times in our lives right But the only thing I would say to you that might be comforting is, yes, there's likely lessons in there for sure, like Rach said, but I also think it will be a blessing. And it's a bit like a pinball machine, you know, like he's pushed you away, but how exciting to see where you're getting flung to next, you know, that old, when one door closes, another one opens. I know it's so corny to say, but there's going to be people in your life that you date and they're literally, and I know this sounds awful, but I'll say it anyway. They're literally like a stepping stone towards your next relationship, something better, something that's going to teach you something more, something that is going to be better aligned for you. So yes, accept that it hurts, but also accept that he's just not your person. That's, that's it. I think you've just got to take, you've got to take away something and don't not right now not tomorrow be sad right now because that it, it is crushing but maybe a month from now two months from now three months from now you'll be able to see oh do you know what that guy that don't remember yeah, his you'll, you'll meet yeah. someone and you're like oh thank god <laughs> thank god and they will be it uh, i said it before about my own husband i i it, it's literally like a breath of fresh air and I think even though that person may have felt that initially when meeting them, it's you're on the right path. Well, I mean, you know, Rachel, like I think we went out to dinner before Christmas last year and I had just gone on a date with a guy and I was like, oh, my God, I'm really excited about him. We had a really good first date. I have a good feeling. I was so excited and we were meant to have a date the second, the day after I saw you, that he then ghosted me and it hurt. Like, yeah. He ended up getting in touch eventually, but he was kind of an asshole about it all. And it sucked because I was like, you know what? I was excited. I thought there was something there. And then fast forward a couple of months and I meet Brendan and I'm like, thank God. Yes. Thanks the Lord that guy was a prick to me 
Because had I not seen it early on, had I invested more time and energy, like a sliding doors moment, I would have missed connecting with Brendan. So think of this as like your sliding doors moment. Feel sad, but move on. Yep. You're on the path, sis. He's going to, he's out there. He Totally. Okay. Ooh, I've got two that make me go, ooh. <laughs> um, go the uglier one first. Or the harder one. Oh, they're both they're both a bit tricky, but I'll just go in order. My partner of sixteen years has asked me to lose weight and become healthier, or he might not be able to be in a relationship with me as we don't align. Is this fair? Ooh. Rach and I both have our hands up to our mouths, like, oh, that's not okay. nice. I'm I'm gonna okay. have a sip of my drink. You take this one. <laughs> lord okay so many levels uh, there so are many, so many levels so many things that are, are like flashing inside of me what first first reaction is rage but we'll i was just to gonna say rage <laughs> um okay all right i'm gonna tie it back to my relationship and then i'm gonna touch on my 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 first initial thought okay i am married i'm definitely of the of my husband and I, I'm definitely the more active one. Trying to go to the gym three times a week, have water instead of soft drinks. Try to say no to cake every now and then. Um, I try to make choice. I try to make better choices. I don't get it right, and I'm not perfect, and I'm not um, not about that. And you're um, not you're not a health nut. Like, no, no. Yeah. Um, but do some of our fights talk to? hey, man, I really wish you would help me eat better or can we not get ice cream tonight or can we not have something that's deep fried and comes with the with three letters on the front of the bag, KFC? Can we can we, can we we try to – do you want to come for a walk with me? I, well, I guess that's that. a difference in values, right? Yes, and it's, it's, it is different. We, we, I am definitely the um, more inclined to do a health kick kind of a look. But – do I wish my partner was, uh, my husband shared the same sort of values? Absolutely. Um, what my rage uh, signaling is telling me, I would never, and I don't, I don't agree, and I don't feel it's fair for anyone to ever say, you need to lose weight, you need to get to this goal weight, you need to do this. Yeah. Otherwise, we can't be in a otherwise relationship. Otherwise, I'm severing ties. That's um, that's a level of manipulation that is kind of scary to me I don't I don't think it's okay for someone to set a a goal for you if that's not something that you've talked to yeah I mean okay to play devil's advocate but I'll come back to the rage thing because I am really angry um and this is something I love about Rachel and I think you and I are similar in we will always see both sides you know, and that's why I think we've had really rich conversations just, I don't know, since we were 15, because it'll be like, maybe this, maybe that we can see both sides. So yep. come on, so play I devil's see, advocate. Okay. I see your partner wanting to, because I have that in me, I see a partner wanting to have their partner be healthy. You know, you want to, you obviously want to spend the, like a lot of time together, you know, eating better, making better choices, sleeping more, getting enough water. Those kind of things help increase your lifespan I respect that um so I can understand that perhaps the theme of his conversation is talks to health but what he actually has come out with and this is the bit that I don't agree with 
but it talks to weight. And I don't think it's fair to ever tell someone else, you need to lose weight, you need to do this, because on the other side, what if you do? What if you do lose the weight and then it's not enough? And so now, oh, no, no, now, now you need to do this and now you need to eat paleo and now you need to do this. I think it can be a very dangerous slipping slot, like a sliding, what's that slippery slope yeah. is what I mean, to a very um, dangerous territory about um, someone's weight. And so I I see maybe the values behind his perhaps his conversation or his statement, but I don't think it's fair to leverage um, a goal weight or anything about that and then manipulate it to say, well, if you don't, I don't think this is going to go any further. That to me is a big, big, big red flag. That is scary stuff. It is gross. That's what it is. And like my first reaction was rage as well when I read that. And then, oh, of course it was a man. Like it's not like, oh, my female partner said this. And I guess there's so many layers to it. Like I understand values and wanting your partner to be healthy, but weight doesn't actually correlate to health. You can't look at someone's weight and know how healthy they are or not. That is a whole lot of fat phobia. Um, If your partner wants you to lose weight because they want to feel more attracted to you that scares me as well because what if you were to get cancer what if you were to get sick and your partner's like sorry I'm not attracted to you physically this doesn't Mm -hmm. work for me that like these are all the things that were coming to my mind like the fact that they're like that your partner says lose weight and become healthier or I might not be able to be in a relationship as we don't line up. Is this fair? Like, no, it's, that's a horrible thing. A horrible, horrible, horrible thing for your partner to say, I need you to lose weight or else we might not be able to be together. Like disgusting. Yeah. Um, if he had have framed it in a way, or if it had been come up in a way of, you both have been saying, I want us both to be healthier. I want us both to start walking. I both, I want both of us to limit screen time. If it's been something that together you're going to help each other with, sure. But the weight thing and the, and the, um, that is, um, very, 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 very dangerous territory. And, I, I would, if if it were me, because I don't, I can't let a sleeping dog lie. I would have to, I would have to speak my mind on that. The, one of the first things I would be saying is, do you understand that that's quite a dangerous statement to say to me? That you know, if you don't get to this weight or you don't look this way, I'm not going to come. I'm not going to. I'm going to keep back my affection for you. Yes. That's a very dangerous um, statement, and I would be absolutely communicating that and saying. I get that maybe maybe what you meant was you want me to be healthier and all of that, sure. But on a um, on a culture of bounce back and you need to be this way. That and, phobia. Yeah, it's um, that's oof, that's scary scary stuff. So I would be saying I would also be uh, getting across my point of view that I don't agree that you have told me to lose weight. I think if you wanted me to be healthier, sure, let's work together and do that. If that's something you even think is 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 something you even want to do, um, because it is your body, it's your choice, it's your decision, 
Um, but the the weight situation that's um that's a no go zone. Get out of yeah. there. Bro. I think like obviously we don't have the nuance here. You know, if this person is putting words in their partner's mouth, like maybe I don't think that's the case, but just say for example, they've had a conversation and her partner has made a comment about health and now she's putting words in his mouth going, "Oh, I feel like he wants me to lose weight, otherwise we might not be together." that's a different thing because then you've got to get clear on what you're projecting. But when I read this, it's like, no, no, my partner has asked me to lose weight. So I just imagine like if someone, if someone I've been with for 16 years came to me and said, look, you need to physically change for me to continue being in this relationship. I'm out of there. Cause what's going to happen when I get old, what's going to happen if I get sick, what's going to happen if I'm pregnant, what's going to happen if I'm postpartum, if they only value the way I look, like this is a sensitive one for me, I would just be so out. Get out. I think have the conversation and maybe get clarity and get dig deeper about was it trying to come from a, a good place um, in that Isn't health? it an anomaly? Yes. Anomaly? <laughs> Can't speak. <laughs> if it's a health angle, cool, sure. And if that's something you want to do, Sure. Um, but absolutely, um, my weight is not up for discussion and it's, it's not about you. This, yeah, you, you don't get a say in, in any of this. And I think you're exactly right. What happens if tomorrow you, you do get cancer or something of that nature and you do drop the weight. Perfect. Is that what he wanted? Is that, and then I think then fast forwarding six months, 12 months, you've lost the weight. And then he says, oh, no, no, now I want you to do this. Oh, you oh know, now I want you to dye your hair blonde. Yeah, you and I both, yeah. <laughs> you know, I loved you with, um, I, I wish you had brown eyes. I, I think that's just, uh, <laughs> that's a very, very dangerous path for your partner to. Um, it's not healthy at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, and if he's speaking to health, then maybe he's the thing that you need to lose so that you're healthier because that is not a healthy thing. Drop the weight. What's his weight, sis? Maybe drop <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, you're about to drop 90 kilos. <laughs> um, okay, last question. Um, and there are more here, so perhaps we need to do a round two another day. But last question for us. My husband's friend – so hang on. My husband's friend flirts with me a lot and I've begun to really enjoy it. And I feel like there might be feelings there. I don't even know what to do. I feel so bad. I didn't mean for this to happen. So your hubby's friend is flirting with you and you're liking it. And there could be feelings there. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, this is hard. There are people that are just flirty in real life and it could be they're charismatic and you enjoy that banter and it's a bit of harmless sparkle. But I guess the fact that it says I'm feeling like there could be feelings there, I don't know, are you confusing attention and flirting and fun with something more? And I get that. I I, I read how I interpret that is I'm guessing Husbo doesn't know that that's happening. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, my look. Initial, my initial thought is uh, this is a, this is, um, this is scary because, I mean, are you, 
I read it that she wants it to go further. Is that well? I mean, saying like, are there feelings there? That that's what that's, I guess that's what I'm trying to get across is like there are people in life, and I think you and I would both say that we're quite naturally chatty, and we can be a bit sparkly with other people, and that sort of thing. And it might just be like, oh, that's fun. Like you meet someone who's charismatic and you enjoy it. But then when you're like, oh, there are feelings there. I didn't mean for this to happen. Did you mean for it to happen? Like, are you playing tennis back with the flirting? You know, are you lighting up? Are you finding yourself wanting to make excuses to see this person? Are you putting in a little bit of extra effort into your appearance when this person's around? Like, are you dialing up the flirting back? I just, I don't know on what level to to go at this because I mean if the tables were turned and one of your girlfriends was doing this how I I would be ropeable um if I'm honest it's off it's it's tricky because um I just I can't I can't understand it because I can't I mean I think get get clear maybe on what need is it meeting and it's like okay just if you can zoom out and get a better perspective and maybe you've been with your partner a long time maybe you haven't been on a date in a long time maybe you've got young kids so it makes it might make logical sense that you're feeling a bit lit up by someone paying you attention if your partner's not paying you attention and that it could just be like a nice little course corrector of going oh holy shit that felt nice from someone else i need to now turn back to my partner and work out what's going on with us and why why there's that gap there in the first place. I think that's a that's a good angle to go in because clearly it's it it probably has put um put your relationship a little bit under a microscope to say mm, that's weird that his friend is paying me all this attention his friend is doing this and I'm I'm making more of an effort to be around um I'm more excited when I'm around him or the friend I I if it were me, because I just I'm not a very good liar, I think I would I think I would have to go into my husband and say, Hey, I'm getting look, I'm gonna be open, I'm gonna probably lay it all on the table. This is the situation. I think this has come about because I'm not getting enough attention from you. And I think I think that's how I would go at it. Yeah, but it could again, be a course corrector. I think it would be me wanting that same attention from my husband but that's something because that's the path I want to stay on and that's I was just gonna say that's reflective of everything you've said today it's like you want to keep choosing your partner so for you you would go to your hubby and say hey I'm having this is going to be an uncomfortable conversation but I want to be honest with you and say I am feeling that I'm feeling like John is flirting with me and I'm enjoying it and I don't want to enjoy it. So yes. we need to work together to yes. turn and this think, around. Yeah, and I think the reason I'm liking it is because of X, Y, and Z. Or I think it would I, I think uh naturally it would um bring up so many things about, oh, you know what, this need isn't being met for me. And I think correctively that's how intuitively I would probably want it to be corrected and I would yes it doesn't have to mean that you need to leave your husband and go and be with this man it could just mean you need to explore what are you projecting onto this man that he represents because it's very easy to be like oh I wish I was with him because he's 
funny and he's caring and like you're just not getting that from your partner but he could be funny and caring but then he could be a total shitbag in so many other ways and then so it's also, like, on another level again plain devil's advocate if you're if if okay imagine you 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 want out of your relationship and you want to try something new and spicy and fun with this new guy john we'll call him john, john. we'll call him john john is already doing this to his mate's wife that to me is like, it, you know, you get married. I'm, I'm talking five years from now. You get married to John. Um, you guys end up with a is new Is that a quality person. you want? Is this, the, is this the kind of person that you want that you know has already broken up a relationship, has already, um, is already doing that kind of, is kind of shady in that way? Um, I, I would be you seeing this as a, a big warning light that, hey, you need to check what's happening under the engine here because this attention, you're loving it sick. And that is, um, that's a problem if you're married. And if you want to stay married, I would be, because the truth, I think um, honesty is the best policy. I honestly would just be telling my husband and trying to say, and I think this is the reason why it's not going to be a nice conversation for anyone to hear. And it wouldn't be nice hearing it on the other side from your husband's perspective. But I think this situation is, it's attention, it's exciting, it's new, it's fresh. I'm getting a vibe that it's probably a long-term relationship with your husband, but this could be the, this could change everything this could make your current relationship spicy again and exciting yes it could take you to the next level if that's what you want yes and I mean two things were coming up for me then when you were speaking one is like when you get in a new relationship you always have the conversation with the person you're dating or that you're just you're in love with and you'll say I never want us to cheat on each other promise me if you ever have feelings for anyone else you'll come and tell me first And it's Mm -hmm. so easy to say that at the beginning, but then when you're in a relationship, it can be so painful to go to your partner and say, hey, (laughs) I'm having feelings for someone else. What does it mean? And does it mean anything? Does it need to mean anything? And then the other thing is for a lot of women, from what I understand, it can be very hard to hit exit on a relationship. So they might go down the path of exploring things with someone else so that they can set fire to their relationship because they don't know how else to do it. Very true. Very true. You know, that's not um, a good way to do it. It's, but I mean, I guess, it's a quick way, isn't it? It's a, it's a quick, it's a quick exit strategy. Painful. Um, I think this is a, um, this is the moment that could change everything in your current relationship. I think what you, do you want it to mean? Yeah. Do you, I mean, is John, is John it? Is John, you know what? This is the, it's been bad for so long. It's time to see what's out there. I think this is speak. I think this is speaking to more about your current relationship than potentially what could be with yes. our new friend. I think it's highlighting maybe some areas that need, that need to be spoken about that need to, that a conversation that needs to absolutely happen because there's a bro code and I I just feel like John is maybe maybe can see the weak spots in your relationship and that's potentially why he's angled in you know they uh, uh, yeah it, a shark will always know when to attack and I think maybe maybe there has been some issues in there but I guess I'm assuming but 
I think it should speak, you should see this as a warning light for your current relationship, not um, an exit strategy out of it. That's my thoughts. I so, so agree with that. I think it's having an honest conversation with yourself first and foremost. What do you want this to mean? And taking the blinders off and then going to your partner and having the uncomfortable but very real conversation of this is highlighting a gap here. What are we going to do? Because you, because you don't want to act on it. You want to do the right thing by your partner. What's the plan? I think before we spoke about um, in another question, we spoke about, you know, you want to find out what your relationship, like your ideal scenario is going to look like, your ideal partnership with your current husband looks like, and then where it's at. And maybe, maybe this John is, is your helper to say, John has these qualities that you used to have or you don't possess and I you're want not bringing those. to me anymore. Yep. Maybe that, maybe this is like the perfect timing to, um, to, to really go inward and say, these are some things that I, I'm, my needs aren't being met here. And this is why I'm, why I'm liking this. This is why I welcome the attention. This is why I'm dressing to a certain way. This is why I'm, I'm engaging in this behavior because clearly something in my relationship the perfect pedestal relationship that I want maybe is John possesses some of that um so I think yeah absolutely go inward and see what what's not being met for you because I think that I think you'll discover quite a lot more under the surface I think that's such such good advice now I think to end on as well I just wanted to touch on some advice that you shared with me when I last saw you and it came from your lovely dad and it was because you you were in the car with Brendan and I and we were having a conversation about making life decisions and you said to us, don't make a life decision at night. Yep. Um, for anyone that knows my dad, he has the Good old Ian. Oh, Ianisms. Um, I call him E. Diddy and he just has these like really powerful one-liner plays. And we always used to say in our family was you don't make a decision, you don't sign a contract at night, you don't make a decision at night and everything seems worse at night. I can imagine that the a lot of these questions were probably submitted at 11 o'clock at night. I'm almost certain of it because it's the end of the day you've decompressed and you've you're just picking apart your day and you've done all of the lunches, you've done all of the things, you've opened all of the tabs, you've answered all of your work emails and you just you just have that moment of clarity and that quiet. But that's usually the worst time to make a um, decision and to just, it's it's you, you're the most vulnerable at that time of the day. And I think just, I think a lot of this advice, it's absolutely unsolicited, but it's, uh, I think you've just got to take it. Everything take it feels worse at night, right? Everything Absolutely. feels worse in the middle of the night when the house is quiet and you're really tired. You've pushed yourself past the point of exhaustion. You probably haven't eaten enough. You're probably not hydrated. You're ruminating on thoughts. Don't make big decisions late yes. at night. I think, girlfriends, I think you – I think you're a different person when you've got something like you've got food in your stomach and you've been outside and you, um, you've just ha- you're starting your day. That's, that's the peak moment where you're almost at your like 
the best part of your day. You know, you're starting, it's fresh, it's new. Do not make any decisions um, at night. I just, at ED it's like, be more correct. It's like um, in Eat, Pray, Love, there's a scene where Elizabeth Gilbert, um, I'm going to cough, where Elizabeth Gilbert says she's like lying on the floor and she's distraught and I can't remember whether she's like crying or she's praying, but she says, I just heard a voice that said, go to bed, Liz. You know, late at night, sometimes when we're picking apart our lives, it's just like, go to bed, get just, some sleep and see yeah. how you feel in the morning. Yeah, it's um, it's very important. Just don't sign anything at night. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't open up your. I I have a rule that once my laptop is closed, keep it closed. No good work happens after nine o'clock. It just you, you you're not you you're not in your peak. You're not in your time. No one, anyone that works shift work will tell you that nine o'clock. You don't start a new task then. It's uh, no. Good advice. Good words. Well, my love, I'm really grateful for you carving some time out of your Sunday. I know that Sunday's family day, so I really do appreciate you having this chat with me. Um, I'll have to get you back on the podcast, and next time we'll do it with a drink in hand. I'm, I'm, yeah, Hopefully I'm in inter- real life next time. I think, I, do you know what? I, it's time I think for I've a sea to, change. Just move I down. I I've got to. You guys are very um, selfish living away from me. <laughs> I think I I would love to come back because I think there's so many. I I, I think oh, we've got this, lists of questions to go through. I think that some of the questions, like I just when you were telling me what some of them are and the the what it's some of the questions, the angles that they're going in. I just I the first thing I think I said to you is it's wild what some people are dealing with. It's wild that they've just got they're carrying that along with. Um, PNC meetings, lunches, uh, mum guilt, everyday rigmarole, rostering, work. It, I just, and then, and then they're carrying this as well. I think, yeah, I would love to come back on and just unpack it, unpack. Um, I don't know. We should work, workshop our tagline or something. We like, will, we will. <laughs> we'll do something like wine time with us or something like that. But in the meantime, I really do appreciate it. Big hugs. Give the girls a squeeze for me. Sure will. Give hubby a squeeze and I will chat with you very, very soon. To everyone who is listening, please do share our podcast with your followers. Pop it up on your Instagram story. Tag us. Tag me, I should say. I said to Rach before we recorded, do you want me to plug your Instagram handle? She's like, no, no, thanks. Not here for the followers, here for the chat. Here to unpack. That's yes. I, that's what I, I think. Big I, sister energy. There's a sisterhood out there and I just, yeah, just lay your love on me. We'll shoot the breeze. (laughs) I'm, I'm here for it. Amazing. I appreciate you guys listening and I will chat very, very soon. Thank you again, Rach. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going?
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.